0: Welcome to K2, everybody. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Hey, you guys, um, I I do need to ask this real quick. Uh, There's still some people kind of standing in the back who will keep creeping into the service today. If you have some uh, area on the side, if you're sitting on the side and there's some space in between, if you could move in, uh, we'd really appreciate that. And also, again, just want to remind everybody that the exact same service that's going on here is happening right now over in the Red Box. And so say hi to Red Box, everybody. Thanks, and thank you Redbox so much, all you guys over there for making room uh, for everybody who's over here. And so, um, but can you imagine, uh, seriously, can you imagine living your life where you were never alone? And and again, I know some of you uh, young moms are going, yes, I can, absolutely, I know exactly what that is like. And uh, and some of us want that. Uh, In our Continue the Conversation group last week, we were just talking about, man, if we could actually find some time to be alone. Some of you are introverted, and you love it. Some of you are more extroverted, and it kind of freaks you out to be alone. Some of you are longing for it, um, and some of you actually are spending way too much time alone, and you, and you wish you weren't as alone. I know for me, one of the things that's really interesting, I'm a, I'm a pretty strong extrovert, actually, in my nature, uh, but I heard somebody say one time that uh, ministry turns extroverts into Introverts. <laughs> And I, I I can totally buy that now. I, I really understand that. Because when you're constantly, when you're, when your life uh, is people, you find yourself, I just need to find some time just to be alone. We really do. And so, um, but what I want to talk about today is this. Um, there are real benefits uh, to being alone. And there are real dangers of being alone. And as we conclude the series on seven, we were thinking about what we tried to do in this series again is try to tackle all the areas of our life this complete life that we live so we again we talked about marriage and we talked about parenting talked about our whole financial world and our health and our work and all the things that when you wake up tomorrow morning you're just you're just going to have in your life they're just going to be there in your life well the other part that's just there for most of us anyway at some point or another is we spend time alone (laughs) and uh and so that's what we want to look at today and we need to look at that and so i have two points that i want to share with you today and they're this we need to be careful of alone time that's dangerous, and we need to carve out alone time that's powerful, and because they're both there. And so, uh, before we jump in, um, I, I just want to pray for us. I want to pray for our time together, and uh, and I would just even for you right now, just to begin to think about how do you spend your time when you're alone, and what's that look like, and uh, and if we're going to live a full life and a complete life in Christ, then how do we do it? And even these 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 minutes or hours that we're alone. So let's pray together. Father, thank you so much um, for uh, caring about every minute of our life. And uh, I just know, Lord, uh, so much of the time we we can compartmentalize our life, and we think we have a spiritual side, and we think we have a work side, and a relational side, and but I'm just so grateful. Um, for me, for the reminder through this series, and even today especially, that there's just not a minute that goes by that you don't care about. And again, God, I just want to remind everybody, too, um, just looking out over, there's not one soul in this room that doesn't matter to you. And their life matters to you. And you so desire for all of us to be free, and for all of us to be full of what is good and right in our life. And so I just pray you speak to us today. speak to each person individually about what we need to hear about this issue of living life alone. And we pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So let's look at it. Being careful of alone time that's dangerous. All right. And I'm going to be looking at uh, Hebrews chapter 4 today. Uh, So if you have your Bibles with you, you can pull that out and kind of just... uh, Stick your little bookmark in there and we'll be coming back and forth to Hebrews chapter 4. If you don't have your Bible, just, uh, the, the scripture will be up on the screen for you. And I'm going to start with verse 12. It says this, The Word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword and it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts of the attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare, before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account so here here it is if you think about it the reality is and this is just true about every one of us in this room that we all do things when we're alone that we would never do when other people are around everybody want to admit to that okay anybody want to have a little screen of your life you know of your alone time i don't think we do because almost every guy in here at some point in your life has stood in front of the mirror right and seen what you've got or what you don't have, right? You would never do that in front of anybody else unless you're at the gym and you actually have something to show everybody else around you. But, uh, you know, and some of you, I know, you, how many, in fact, how many of you have danced in your house with the curtains closed and just you've been something that you would never be when anybody else was around? Okay, even one guy raises his hand. Two, all right, three, awesome. See, that kind of stuff. And, and then, if you're going to cry, what do you do? You go in and you close the door. You don't want anybody to see when we're crying. we got all that kind of stuff. We do that when we're alone. Here's what else we do when we're alone. We'll eat the whole stinking half gallon of ice cream, won't we? <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, you know, a few scoops, you know, when everybody else is around. But if nobody's around, I'll eat the whole thing. Um, we'll talk about somebody um, who's not present, won't we? If they're not there, it's a lot easier to talk behind uh, their back. We'll do that when we, when we think we're alone. We'll, some of us will drink a little bit more than is appropriate and that you know is what good for you, that is good for you. Um, I think sometimes we'll purchase things when we know that somebody else isn't there, even if it's our spouse, right? And it's pretty crazy when you think about this, but how many of you would say, hey, go ahead and look at my credit card statement. <laughs> go ahead and look at my bank account. See, that's another thing we like to keep alone, keep that to ourselves, because we don't want to really let everybody know what we're doing and what we're purchasing, um, I, I'm sure no one has ever watched something inappropriate when you're by yourself. Um, computers, they're just saying, come on. Nobody's going to know, right? You know what else? I, it just hit me. I was sitting down there. I had to write this down. You know what else I think we do when we're alone? Is I think we beat ourselves up when we're alone. You know, you come to church, got your happy, happy face on, because here you got to act like everything's together, Right? Such a bunch of baloney. Um, But then when you go and you're all by yourself, all of us, I don't know, if maybe not all of you. Some of you are healthy. Um, (laughs) All two of you. Uh, But I think everybody else at some point looked in the mirror and you've just beat yourself up. You have this conversation with yourself. It's crazy what we'll do when we're by ourselves. And why do we do it? Here's why we do all those things. Because we think no one will know. No one will know. Business trips, no one will know. All by myself, no one will know. And and you know what's wild? I know for some of you, you're sitting there today and go, that's not even your problem. You can't even relate to this. (laughs) I don't know how, but you can't. Um, Where it just really isn't an issue for you if you're alone. But I, I know for others of you, you know, you know that as soon as you're alone, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. And, um, because no one will know that you have secrets. (laughs) And you have secrets. And I just, man, when I wrote that down, I just thought, oh, God. If you want to make sure that you don't live a really full and complete and free life, just have secrets. Have secrets that you have to expend energy hiding, worrying about, doing again, because you can't stop. Man, that will rob you of the life that Christ came to give us. Full and complete and free. So here's my point. So man, you guys, we got to be careful of alone time that's dangerous. And I'm going to give you some A, B, C, and even a D today. Um, And here's my A. How do we do this? The first A is awareness. Is awareness. This isn't a tough one, but I'm telling you, are you aware of when you're going to get in trouble when you're alone? Do you know what the traps are. And you probably do. Right now, you know, man, if I'm alone, I'm gonna struggle with this thing right here. And what I want to tell you, you guys, would you just I think we just need to learn how to be honest with ourselves. And and just be aware. Bible talks all the time, especially in Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom, you know, is just to know, to realize there is a path that's right and there's one that's not. And don't get near the one that's not in the New Testament, it says, be aware of the enemy's schemes. He's prowling around like a lion. See, he has schemes to take you down. And are you aware of what those schemes are? And then if you're aware, because that's the first, that's the A, just do you know what your issues are and and what you're struggling with that could potentially take you down? And here's the B then, the first B. Well, there's only one B. Um, There's lots of Bs, but uh, anyway. Here's the B. Is Is B bold? Be bold and bring somebody into your danger. Bring somebody into your danger. And I want to tell you this. I, I know right now, and especially for men, I, I know very few men, actually, who will even consider what I'm telling you today. And, and I just want to tell you, if, if you don't, um, I'll, I'll put it nicely, you're not being a wise person. <laughs> And yet I know almost nobody. Women, you're right. We're in the same. I know you guys talk a whole lot more than we do. (laughs) You know, although we've been talking a lot lately in March Madness. So we're really building tight relationships lately. (laughs) Um, But to actually talk about anything that matters uh, is really tough. And uh, the thought of saying to another guy, um, dude, I I got some junk. (laughs) And uh, when I'm alone, it's not good. And bringing somebody in that though, is really powerful. Let me read for you Ecclesiastes 4, 8 through 12. It says, There was a man all alone, and he had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, and yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This, too, is meaningless, and it's a miserable business. Now listen to this really closely. Two are better than one. Because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. I, I, I'm, you know, one of the things we try to sh- do here is just is to be honest with you <laughs> as much as possible. As, and as much as appropriate. You don't need to know all my stuff. But um, there is no human being that's not going to fall. And there is no human being, except maybe a couple of you, who, when you're alone, don't struggle with stuff. And the question is: when you fall, who helps you get up? Some of you have fallen, and you are so beating yourself up right now. You have so much shame because nobody knows what you're doing. But you do, and you're stuck, and you're not free. And I'm telling you, man, I need people, when I get there, who can help me get back up. He goes on, he says, also, if two lie down together, they'll, they'll keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And then he says this, though, this is huge, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. One can be overpowered. You ever been overpowered when you're by yourself? Isn't that what it feels like? I mean, to me, that's what it feels like. You get alone, and and, and all of a sudden, whatever your vice is, and whatever your temptation is, and whatever that, it's just, it can be so unbelievably powerful, and it overwhelms you, and it takes you down. But I'm telling you, if there's somebody else in that with you, it's a whole lot harder for it to happen. And so I just want to encourage you guys to be bold and to get somebody into your life with you who knows what's going on. Now, obviously, huge who that person is, right? I mean, that has got to be the safest person. That has got to be a person who's going to give you grace and who's going to give you forgiveness and who's going to walk beside you and not condemn you and not judge you. And those people are really hard to find. And man, when you let somebody in and they turn around and burn you because they think they're better than you, oh, Lord, welcome to the church. (laughs) Seriously, it's really sad. I'll be honest, it's just really sad. Because once you've been forgiven by Jesus Christ for all of your stuff, can I ask you, how do you not give mercy when you've been given mercy? I've told you a million times, my life is one big pile of mercy. (laughs) And that's what I'm going to give. So I just want to encourage you try to find somebody who's safe. Ask for God to bring someone into your life. Be bold and bring somebody in. And it will be one of the ways that can help you to be careful of the alone times that are dangerous. Now, I'm going to share something with you, and we all know this. It's not going to be revelation, but it, oh, no, that's not true. I'm going to share something with you that you're all going to go, I know. But it doesn't make any difference in your life, I'm, I'm guessing. Because lots of times it doesn't make any difference in mine. And what I've been praying for is that this morning it actually would be revelation. And it would be a little bit more deeper in that God might speak something to us that could actually change us. And here's what I want to share with you. You're never alone. <laughs> there actually is somebody Who's in the danger with you? Hebrews 4.13 again says this. There's nothing in all creation. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So that video was really goofy. But it's true. There's a truth. And sometimes to know that God is with you is the most comforting thing in all the world. It's what you need to know. as like, God, I, just, I need you. And you can go, I, I am always with you. But sometimes it can be the scariest thing in all the world to think that he's there. I know some of you guys didn't grow up in church, and you might be more healthy for that anyway. But for those of you who did, do you guys remember the little Sunday school song? Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Sing it. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. (laughs) All right. It goes on. Be careful, little hands, what you do. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. You know, and you're like, as a little kid. (laughs) But how, how can that help us? to know that. That there's nothing that isn't laid bare before God. That when I'm alone, He's with me. I want to read from you Psalm 139. It's not up on the screen, so just listen. It's beautiful. Oh, Lord, you search me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar, you discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You've laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea... Even there, your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be able to be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. See, the presence of God, you guys, is with us all the time. And so what I want to share with you here is this. You, gotta be, you do need to be careful of alone time that's dangerous. Because as the scripture says, not only is it all laid bare bare before him, it's laid before the one to whom we're all going to give an account. See, and and I, I just, it's crazy to me that the weird stuff we do, we do because we think, nobody knows. And you're on the website and Jesus is going, hmm, interesting. And you're buying that thing and he's like, right there. He's just, he's just there. He can't not be. He can't even go, oh, <laughs> he just can't. So let me lead into the next thing then. So how do we carve out time, alone time that's actually powerful, that can help us in the alone time that's dangerous? Because there is a power to help you in the dangers of being alone, as the word just said there, there is a hand that can guide you, and there's his right hand that can hold you fast. And I just believe that we've got to figure out how to carve out time to actually be with God. And, uh, and so I just want to go back. This, this is crazy to me. All these passages I'm reading to you, 23 years of walking with Jesus tightly, I, just, I love every one of these, and I actually never made the connection until this week at the level I am. So it's a new revelation for me. Maybe it will be for you. So here we go. Hebrews 4.12 says this. For the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. So you guys, I want, I, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Would you be bold enough to, to bring God into your alone time? To bring God into it. I, I just, I can't, I, I could spend the rest of the day Telling you how many times when I've opened up this book, that it has spoken directly to my very soul. Now that's a spiritual experience. You can read this and not have that happen, but I'm telling you, the Word—I I, I, just—I for years now, this has been my reality, where it's actually been alive and active. When you open your heart up to God and you read his word, he will start to tell you things. Here's a few things that happens. It says, one way, I love it, it's more poetic, but it says, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. Really what he's saying is that when you read the word, what the word can do is it can get inside your heart and your mind and your soul, and it can help you to know what is of you and what's of God. It divides that. And all of a sudden you can realize, wow, this was my idea. This is what I'm thinking, and this is what God's thinking, and this is what his idea is, and that's powerful. When all of a sudden you start to realize, whoa, wait a second. This is what I'm doing. Maybe it's not good, and it gets in there, and it penetrates into your very being. So he'll reveal to you what is of you and what's of him. He'll lead you into what is right. He'll encourage you. I mean, sometimes when I read his word, I'm like, oh, man, I just feel, man, you nailed me. And I deal with that. Other times I read his word, I feel so unbelievably loved and solidified and grounded in him. And and I just want to tell you guys, if we're going to be able to be, have the complete life when we're alone, then one of the most powerful things that you can do when you're alone is to carve out time to let his word speak to you directly. See, right now you're listening to me. And I do believe that even when we're gathered here together, and you guys say this a lot, that God will actually speak to you. You'll you'll leave the service and you go, man, I feel like you were talking right to me. Well, I, I think he is. But let me just encourage you again, you don't have to wait till next Sunday for him to do that. He'll speak to you tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and there's power in that. And I want to encourage you to do that, all right? It's a very powerful time. And then, so then you go to this point, you go, so everything's laid bare before him who we must give an account. So then what do we do? And here was the connection for me. Verse 13 says that. It says, everything's laid bare before him that you want. I mean, how many times when you totally screw up, do you just want to run from God? Anybody want to run from God? I mean, you just want to go, oh man, just don't go. You know, where do I run? I don't, you know, and we think we do. And I want to encourage you, carve out time alone. It's powerful. And here's the passage that hit me right after he tells you, it's all out there, you guys. You can't run from him. He knows everything and he sees everything. Look at what it says. In verse 14, it says, Therefore, because he knows everything, since we have a great high priest who's gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. What is the faith we profess? We believe in Jesus Christ who died for all of our sin so that we could know that we're completely forgiven before him. So when it's all laid bare before him, what do you do? Therefore, because of Christ and because we hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we don't have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, (laughs) right? He knows all that you're struggling with. He was human down here, man. He knows exactly how hard it is. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as you are. And then what does it say? And yet he was without sin. He's the only one who knows when you're tempted how to be victorious over it. And we're running away from him. See, we're running away from the one who could help us. When he's saying, listen, dude, I know exactly what it is to be tempted in every way that you are, but I know how never to get caught up in it. So then, what does it say? It's so awesome. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You guys, be careful of time alone that's dangerous, but I'm telling you, carve out time alone that's powerful. That's what the Bible's saying. It's all out there, so come to me. Carve out some time and come to the throne of grace. So here's your C. A is be aware of it. B is be bold. Get people into it. Get God into it through his word. Let his word speak to you. Here's the C. And then confess it. Confess it. And what does the word say? And receive what? Mercy. Anybody need some mercy? You know, mercy. What's mercy? It's when you don't get what you deserve. Anybody want that? Dude, anybody want what you deserve? No, I want what I don't deserve. And this is what God's saying. He goes, you can come to the throne of grace and you can find mercy. Well, how do you find mercy, you guys? The way that you do that is you got to lay everything before God, everything before God. And then you got to believe that when Jesus Christ, as your high priest, died for that sin, it was true. You hold firmly to the faith that you profess. And I want to tell you right now, there is nothing more powerful than then when you have been completely honest before God and you walk out of that time knowing that he completely has forgiven you. Man, when you're set free, when you know you're guilty, that's awesome. And some of you need that today. You need it today. And, and, I, and you know, here's what's weird, you guys. And I shared this back in January in a message. But here's what's real, is you can also sit there before God and say, hey, God, please forgive me for my sin. And I, as I've told you before, sometimes God said, well, what was it? And then you go, well, you know. The Bible says you know everything, right? And he goes, I know, but I want you to tell me. When you get specific and tell God what you really did, it's a whole other ball ballgame. Confess it and receive mercy. And remember this, you guys. Two other verses that it hit me, for me personally, when I need his mercy is this. Hebrews 10, 10 and 14 say, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Once for all. When I run into somebody and they go, oh, there's no way God could for me, give me for that one. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That was the one, darn it. <laughs> you know, all the other sin of the world He wholly forgave, but not that one. Yep, you went too far. Come on, once for all. Yeah. And see, are you going to hold firmly to the faith you profess? And that means you got to say, that one too. Unbelievable God. Thank you, Jesus. I, just, I don't deserve that, but I've got it. And then it says, because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. I'm perfect forever, but I'm being made holy. So he's changing me, but I'm perfect, you guys. And then the other one for me is Colossians 1, 21 and 22 says this. Once you were alienated from God, and your enemies in your minds because of your evil, be, evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death, To present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Seriously. (laughs) Look in the mirror sometime when you're in your sin and claim that verse. You see me without blemish and free from accusation. Why? Because Because look at me. No. Like, look at me. Why? Because Jesus Christ died for you and it was all taken care of and you're completely forgiven. I'm telling you right now, if you're struggling in your alone time and you feel like a worm and you feel so dirty and ashamed and, man, you, if you're not a follower of Christ, then you need to consider laying all that before Jesus and letting him just go, let me forgive that. I died for that. And if you're a follower of Christ today, you need to walk out of here completely forgiven. That's powerful. You just carve out that time and be alone with God and go to the throne of grace and receive mercy. Last one is this. Here's your D. And then don't don't do it in your own power. Don't try to live this life in your own power. But go to the throne of grace to receive what? Mercy and then to find grace. Find grace. You know what grace is, you guys? Grace is the free gift from God to empower you to do what you can't do on your own. It's a free gift from God to empower you to do what you can't do on your own. What are you saved by? My righteousness. Are you kidding me? No, you're not. You're saved by grace. You're saved by God's power doing for you what you could not do on your own. And then he says, in the same way that you received him, keep living that way. So now how do you live? I live by grace, which means what? I go to God all the time and say, I can't do it. I'm weak. I'm vulnerable. Here's all my junk Forgive me of it one more time. He's faithful and just to forgive you, then to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And his grace and his power now comes in and says, Nelson, now I'm going to help you live the way that you could never do on your own. Man, carve out time. I'm telling you, if you don't don't spend time with God alone, if if this little hour is all you got, you're missing it. Because I got to have him like every day on a regular basis, confessing my junk, receiving the forgiveness, and also getting the grace. To be empowered, to love my wife the way I need to love her, to love my kids the way I need to love them, to offer you anything that's worth anything is by his grace. Here's my prayer if you want to write it down, Ephesians 4, 14 through 19. I pray this all the time. I pray it for me. I pray it for you. I pray it for everybody. For this is the reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven derive its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may, out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power. Anybody need that when you're alone? Do you need a power that's a little bit bigger than yours? Are you getting overwhelmed? You can't live the life you want to live when you're alone? That's why I pray this. I need you out of your glorious riches to strengthen me with power through the Spirit and my inner being so that Christ will dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints, to grasp how long and wide and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love of God, not to know about it, not to think that it's there, but to know it. Because this love surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to all the measure of the fullness of God. And that's seven. And that's completeness. Completely forgiven. Completely filled with the Spirit of God to live a life that's greater than the one that you can do on your own. So you guys, be careful of alone time that's dangerous. And carve out alone time that's powerful. And the band's going to come up, and we're going to close now. And I just want to encourage you. um, Two application points for you today. The first one is this. We're going to to start off our worship time with communion. And some of you today need to receive the body of Christ broken for you. And you need to receive the blood of Christ shed for you for the forgiveness of your sin. And you need to confess to God today what you're doing when you're alone. And you need to hold firmly to the faith you profess in Christ. And you need to receive again today a cleansing for you to live the life he's called you to live. And so if you're a follower of Jesus Christ today, at any time during this first song, come up and grab the body and remember how much he loves you and dip it into that cup and remember that his blood was shed for you so you could be completely forgiven and receive the power of God one more time today. All right? And that's the first application for here right now. Here's a second one. When you wake up tomorrow morning, Why not carve out some time? Why not carve out some time when you're alone that can be powerful? Let his word speak to you. Confess your junk and receive the grace and mercy that you need to live the life he's called you to. The song says, this is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. This is the air I breathe. It's the presence of God in me. This is the air I breathe, your very word spoken to me. His word to you today is, I love you. I've died for you. I'll forgive you so I could live inside you so you could have the full life that I came you to give. Let's do it together.